Thank you for tuning in to yet another week of This Can't Be Life podcast. I'm your host, Kay the Rebel. You can find me on only one social media platform, which is Instagram. The podcast page is at TCBL Podcast. My personal Instagram page is at Kay the Rebel. Questions, comments, inquiries. Um, would like to do a collaboration. Would like to be featured on any segment that I could be doing or maybe one of my upcoming live episodes. The email address is this camp single letter B L Y F E at gmail.com. So yes, I'm excited. I fucking did it. My first live episode um, via Instagram was on January 26th. It was featuring the lovely, lovely Woody Impress, also known as my bestie. Um, It was a good outcome for me. I only had 12 people who attended, and it was very much a success for me, honestly. I wasn't nervous. I didn't feel self-conscious. And it was just, like, really about me conquering my fears and just starting something new with the podcast. Um, My voice... I'm recovering from bronchitis, and my voice just still has not returned, so bear with me. Um, I want to give a special shout-out to someone who has supported the podcast for since I first started it, which would be um, Renee. You've been so supportive of me, especially during this transition of me saying I wanted to go live. You're just as equally like as supportive as my best friend, and it means a lot. It doesn't go unnoticed. And it was just like y'all attending those dummy lives for me. Like when I was going on my regular Instagram page and really trying to get it together about what my background was going to look like, what the lighting was going to look like. You know, having people in your corner who believe in you is dope as fuck. Um, I'm looking forward to my next live episode, but I have no topic or guest in mind at the moment. I mean, at this very second... Um, I don't know what, I, what I'm thinking about, but I did think I came up with something earlier this morning that could be dope, but I won't talk about it now because I really need to brainstorm it. Um, I just want to take a moment and say this before I get started with this week's content. I'm proud of like the women in my circle. I feel like the month of January was a success for them, and I hope that they flourish every single month of 2022. So February, let's go. Honestly, this week's topic is self-inspired, and this is episode 133. Um, If you do want to listen to episode um, 132, which is Ain't No Sexual Powers, bitch, that episode does not have audio only. You would have to go to my podcast page, again, on Instagram, at Podcast to watch that live episode. I just didn't put the laptop and the mic up to record. It was just too much for me. Um, So anyways, again, this week's episode is self-inspired. It's inspired by me and my life. And it's a season of transparency for the show at the moment, you know? So yeah, today I'm going to reflect on what dating was like for me my first year of being single. I want to share my thoughts, my feelings, and lessons that I've learned, and of course, story time. I will be completely honest that I guess you could say from the outside looking in, I probably have more losses than wins in 2021 when it came to dating, but it really wasn't bad for me. Um, 
you know, I think people think that obviously your dating life didn't go well because maybe you didn't get to date someone exclusively for an extended period of time or whatever. Um, I did get disappointed. I did get annoyed, but I never was heartbroken, which was like the best part. Um, I always knew where I stood in people's lives. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, let's get into it. When I first became single in October of 2020, um, I started dating someone from my past in December. I actually have reconnected with them on a dating app. Um, and I would say that that lasted for about 90 days. It was great. I mean, it was a rebound because like I didn't waste any time. Like it was full throttle. Um, I had fun. He made me laugh. Um, things were going good, but then I felt like he was too comfortable. Like, I always went to his house, and he was like the type of guy that always invited his cousins over and his homeboys. And in the beginning, I liked it, you know, because it was like, hey, at least I'm included in something, you know. We're still getting that quality time in, and I'm kind of get to learning who he is when he's around people he's most comfortable with. So... You know, one day I'm just like, all right, it's going to be time for you to, like, actually court me. You know, I spoke up about that. I was vocal. Um, he took me out on a few dates, I guess, to shut me up. And then it just kind of went back to the same old, same old. And when I addressed it, he was kind of super defensive and was saying stuff like, oh, He's not this big on dates. He's done every type of date imaginable, like with his ex. And women are placing too much emphasis on date night and all this stuff. And I wasn't about to, like, keep reiterating my standards. So, you know, we ended up fading out. However, he and I are still good friends presently. No love lost there. He's a great guy. He is dating someone right now, and it's been um, going pretty good. I think he started dating her, like, fairly pretty quick after me and him started dating, and I'm happy for him. He seems like he's in a great space. Um, next, um, I got me a sneaky link slash situationship, and that lasted for a long time. Um, his ex kind of came back in the picture, and... Um, I definitely still could have dealt with him, even though she did, and I that wasn't really my scene, so I encouraged him to kind of be with her, and we faded out, but we're also still very close. No love loss. We still communicate. Um, here comes, like, the chaotic, frustrating experiences I had. Um, I attracted two men in my first year of dating who had girlfriends, and I was not in any violation at all for the judgy folks who may be listening. Um, they were people who, of course, would hard eye emoji me and stuff like that. And okay, I inter entertained it by communicating with them, yes, but I never was trying to necessarily be with them or interrupt their relationship. Um, they would talk to me about these rough patches that they were having in their relationship um, and just like their relationship issues. So 
prospect A, he could, maybe I shouldn't call him prospect, subject. Subject A, like, he would vent to me about stuff, about his woman. And when I would talk to him about my situation, he would get, like, big mad. Like, to be, like, really specific, he would hate on my situationship that I had with my sneaky link. And it was like, nigga, you have a whole bitch at home. I'm, I'm mad confused why you're in my business like that. Um, so I had to refrain from telling Kim stuff, you know, um, because I felt like he was, like, trying to judge me or um, maybe he wanted me for himself. I don't really know what his problem was, but it doesn't matter because um, I don't talk to him at all in any capacity. Um, that was enough for me. Um, subject B. Um, he would constantly talk about him being unhappy and he actually made it out of his relationship um he took some time to himself um we would go like out to eat and stuff um and that was even when he was in the relationship but he was very respectful like never really tried to flirt with me or anything like that um you know and once he like went through that little period where he needed some time to himself after breaking up with his lady you know he reached back out to me and it seemed like he was interested in maybe like being more than friends or maybe explore something and then this fool all i know is he ghosted me like mad randomly after i went to Atlanta to visit my best friend. Like, I don't know if maybe my stories on Instagram make him mad, because, I mean, I was living it the fuck up. Honestly, it's like, nigga, I'm single. Like, until you come to me and make your intentions clear about what it is that we're doing, um, I'm going to conduct myself like a single woman, because essentially that is what I am. Um... I also, even though he had came back around and acted like maybe we could have, like, explored something, I still felt like it was too soon, considering his relationship was, like, a nine-year relationship. Like, mm, I don't know about that. But, yeah, he ghosted me, and I took one on, on the chin and was like, oh, okay. I never tried to reach out to him to ask him why. All I know is when I got back, and I, was, so I, I landed, and I know that he was supposed to take me to dinner when I got back from Atlanta. I reached out to him, like, before I boarded, like, oh, we still on later tonight? He didn't respond to my text. He was posted on social media. And so I was like, oh, okay. And me, I do not hit men up. Like, if I text you and you don't respond to me, um, I'm not going to say nothing to you until you decide when you're going to say something back to me. And again, he ghosted me. He never said a word to me again, and I never said a word to him. And it was funny, too, is he kind of, like, vanished off social media. So, I mean, I'll never try to diagnose what the hell went wrong. Like, it happened. It is what it is. Um, towards the end of the year, um, I reconnected with an ex of mine. And I actually initiated that. Like, I sought him um, because he came up in conversation with someone that I had grew up with. Um, so, yeah. We were having a good time. We were playing catch up. And even though the vibe was going good, and he's like incredibly handsome, so you know, I was kind of like googly eyed. Um, I kept saying to myself, like, 
we stopped talking years ago. Meaning like, we had been exes when we reconnected years ago, probably back in 2014. And I just kept trying to figure out like, we stopped talking to each other and I don't know why. And then, you know, it's like what they say sometimes, you really need to leave the past in the past because then it all came back to me as me and him were interacting um, presently. He had a history of being so real and so raw one minute and then the next minute behaving in a way that was disingenuous. And I guess maybe I, I had suppressed that feeling or I had some type of amnesia, but oh yeah, it came back to me and I was like, aha, this is it. So I ghosted him abruptly, no explanation, no nothing. Um, he texted me one night and then he called me and then I never answered and I never replied to his text. Um, and he never reached back out. And I think my biggest thing was like, don't fake it with me. Don't do that. I don't want nobody faking nothing with me. Um, and if I did do something that maybe rubbed you the wrong way, that you could flip your switch and go from being so wrong, real, and we just have this magnetic chemistry, and then you want to like flip a switch on me. Yeah, I don't. I don't need that around. So um, we still follow each other on Instagram. He watches my stories. I don't watch his. I don't want to see anything he's got going on. Um, again, no love lost. So yeah, like the aforementioned folks were my highlights. I guess we can talk about the dubs, the disappointments, or people I exchanged numbers with, people I only went on one date with, people that I ghosted in the talking texting stage so let's start off with Mr. Capricorn that's what I'm gonna call him because that's what he was I should have known he was a fucking weirdo just by that sign in general so yeah like I would talk and text with this guy he would FaceTime me too the connection happened by him sliding in my DMs on Instagram he claimed he was feeling me okay um, I enjoyed conversing with him. The conversations was very organic, I could say that. So I remember I asked him out for ice cream. This was during the summer, and he flaked. And I asked him to go out for drinks, because my best friend was like, well, maybe he was nervous, he wasn't used to it, he didn't really know what to do, or maybe, I don't know, he wasn't prepared. So yeah, I asked him to go out for drinks. He made up an excuse about not having a sitter for his son. I'm like, okay, that's it. Nigga, I ain't ugly. So I don't know what the fuck your problem is. We're vibing when we talk to each other on FaceTime, when we text. I'm not really understanding. So yeah, ghosted him. See ya. Next, we're going to have 44. And that was actually his code name when I would talk to uh, my best friend about him. So I connected with him on a dating app, but it was more so networking because he saw my profile that I said I was a podcast host. And he was just starting a podcast. So he invited me to be a guest on his podcast. When I went to the studio or whatever, after we were done recording that episode, we exchanged numbers. Okay, we were talking. He, he was okay. Sometimes I, I wasn't sure if I really liked the vibe or the energy. He kept asking me to drive to New Hampshire to spend time with him and spend the weekend with him. And it's like, nigga, I don't know you. 
And I'm not driving to New Hampshire. Like, I don't know. Maybe he just didn't like rejection. And he was older than me. That's how he got the name 44, because he was 44. And I kind of wanted to explore that, because, you know, like, so many people talk about, like, oh, like, Kay, you're so mature. Maybe you need, like, an older man. But anyway, I guess, again, he didn't like that I wasn't willing to do what he wanted me to do. Like, it's like, that's an investment. If I'm going to drive to New Hampshire and I'm going to spend a weekend with you, like, we're just jumping to, like, letter H and we didn't even go through, like, A through G yet? Like, hello? You haven't even officially asked me out on a one-on-one -on -one date. We've only had one interaction in person, was which was in a podcast studio with your co-host. Like, I, I don't know what you think. But yeah, yeah, y'all, he blocked me on all social media. <laughs> Bruh. Like, he went, I mean, I was blocked on Snapchat. I was blocked from his phone. I was blocked on um, Instagram. Um, and if y'all nosy enough, I think I posted him on my podcast page when we recorded that episode. So y'all can see what he looked like. Um, oh, and the gag is he ain't even part of that podcast no more. Yeah. So anyway. Um, next is, I'm going to call this dude, um, Mr. Transition. So anyways, he's another person I exchange numbers with on a dating app. Clearly dating apps are a dub in this moment, I'm realizing that. But anyway, he had nice phone conversation once we exchanged numbers. He had like a awesome taste of music he actually put me on to music that i'm like obsessed with um currently um that artist to to never lay to never yell how the fuck you say her name i don't know but um we finally met up um after conversing for a couple of weeks we met up and we got cookies at insomnia and i thought he was an attractive guy but man when i first met him and that first like shake hands like oh my god nice to meet you bruh his voice was so weird it had no bass in it it was like i mean i know some people say sometimes that i can can have like a voice that sounds like i could be caucasian but he had a voice that was super caucasian it was like a white man trapped in a black man's body i hated the voice i couldn't get past it his also, he also has some red flags because when we did meet at Insomnia and we went in person, he decided to be transparent with me about his situation. You know, he recently became single due to breaking up with his baby mama. He had to move back in with his parents. His car broke down. He was going on multiple job interviews. So it was like that. Then plus the voice, I couldn't get past. So I ghosted him. Yeah, I think he texted me like twice within like a 72 hour span and I didn't respond and he got the hint. Yeah, I just ghosted, I was out. I'm not dating anybody who's transitioning, I'm sorry. I don't, I just can't. Um, I think at a certain age, and he was, um, I think he was 34. Like, I just think that you gotta have your shit together. Like, I I'm not doing it. So, um, our next person, what can I call him? I guess he's Mr. I think I'm a big deal, but I'm really not. Yeah. Another nigga from Instagram. He works for the city of Boston. Um, he's just kind of was arrogant. Sometimes you like that cocky, confident stuff, especially considering my last situation, I was with someone that didn't have confidence, so I kind of liked that. 
Um, we talked and text for about a month. Um, I think FaceTimed only one time. And he would talk about, oh, yeah, because we need to get together. So there was never any actual plans made. So I'll, here I go, being an idiot, decided to initiate a date. So I'm like, trying to feel him out. I'm like, hey, there was like this is this exhibit at the Institute of Contemporary Art that I wanted to see. So I asked him, I'm like, are you into that? Would you like to go to do that? Mind you, it will be no pressure because on Thursdays, if you went to the Institute of Contemporary Art, it's free. So I'm like, cool. We could go. He's like, yeah, I'm into that. But then he found out that he had to work. So he was like, oh, can we reschedule for the following Thursday? So I'm like, cool. So by then, I think the exhibit was going to be leaving or they were going to be, no, 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 no. They were going to be closing early. So I'm like, how about us going bowling? He's like, yeah, that would be dope. And so I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, next Thursday. What time? So I'm like, I don't know. What about eight? He's like, yeah. So literally the Tuesday before the Thursday that we were supposed to go out and have this date, I'm like, I send him a link to, is it Lucky Strike? Yeah. Lucky Strike, which I think it was the location in Assembly Row in Somerville. So I send it to him and I'm like, oh, how do you feel about this place? Um, you know, like he's like, Somerville? Um, wait, we never talked about going to Somerville. Um, why are you just now telling me this? And um, He started, he was getting, he went from sending regular text messages to now sending voice notes. And I'm just like, uh, okay, nigga. Talk about, oh, yeah, um, we never discussed this, and you, I feel like you're trying to tell me what to do, because how do you know that I even want to go to Somerville? There's actually places that are closer, and it's like, well, nigga, I'm not going to nobody's motherfucking Boston, bro. I don't give a fuck if you live in Dorchester. I'm not going there, so please stop. I would rather go somewhere classy, like a Lucky Strikes or a Kings, and the reason why I didn't necessarily want to go to Kings is because I've been there before. So I want to go to the Lucky Strike since I've never been a Lucky Strike. Mind you, I'm asking you, was it okay? That's why I sent you a link to Lucky Strike. All you had to say was it didn't work for you. You, like, this nigga's ego came in, like, full force about I'm telling you what to do. And it's like, if you don't sit your weird hairline ass down, my nigga, always wearing hats, which I accepted because I'm trying to not judge people over the smallest things because he wasn't ugly. But it's like, yeah, get the fuck off my phone. So he kept sending me these voice texts wanting to be argumentative. And it's like, okay, bitch, nigga, I'm not about to argue with you. So I told him, your ego is very loud. Have a good night. Thank you. Like, and so he stopped texting me and I never reached out again. Yeah, like, I'm not talking to you. Fuck out of here. Yeah, that was like a nap. Um, yeah, a dub, a dub, a dub. Annoying. And my best friend hated him anyway. She warned me about him. When I used to tell her I was talking with him, she just couldn't stand him. Anyway, next is Easy. That was his nickname or whatever. Um, I kind of thought I hit the jackpot with this nigga because off of his Zodiac sign, and I don't give a fuck. You can judge me. Um, the, the sign that I'm supposedly most compatible with is Leo. He was a Leo. I never meet Leo men. And my male best friend is always saying, you need a Leo. And essentially, he says that stuff because he's a Leo. And me and him vibe so well. 
Like, we really do. So anyways, yeah, he was super tall. And I'm not even into tall guys. But super tall. Um, I mean, like 6'6". Six, six. No kids. Educated. Handsome. But I should have known it was a red flag when this nigga always wanted to debate about something. Go back and forth. Like, he just swear he had to be right. But I kind of ignored that. Like, oh, okay. Alright, whatever. Like, you want to debate me, fine. Sometimes I'll just be quiet and just let him dominate the conversation. So anyway, he asked me out on a date. Um, I drove to the North Shore to where he resided in. Um, instead of us just meeting at the restaurant, he wanted us to meet at his house. And then we would drive in his car. And I was like, okay, I don't get the purpose of this, but all right. So when we arrived there, he lives like in luxury apartments. I'm saying we, when I arrived there, um, he calls me and tells me where to park. Mind you, the visitor parking was mad far away from the building he lived in. So I felt that I shouldn't have to walk all the way to his building. That he should just get in his car and drive to the visitor side to get me. So when I asked him that very politely, he was a smart ass. And you guys know me. If you know anything about me from listening to this podcast or if you know me in real life, you're going to be a smart ass to me. I'm going to give it right back to you. So I told him that I don't walk. I'm a princess. Like, I was being sarcastic and an asshole. Like, excuse me. Like, I don't walk. I'm not doing that. Like, you're making a big deal. Well, all you really had to do is get in your car and meet me at my car why should I have to walk why should you want me to walk I'm sorry so we get in the car and um after that he's like I'm mad difficult I was like I don't think so I said it's not that serious I said hey can we not like have negative vibes or energy or whatever so where he lived I knew where the restaurant was he starts going in a different direction I'm not gonna lie I got a little paranoid I wasn't necessarily worried because I had my knife and I had no problem stabbing him in the side of the neck. But I think I was getting a little paranoid because at that time, that young lady in Boston that went missing and had disappeared. And, you know, I mean, in the end, the real story came out that that was someone she dated that ended up murdering her. But, you know, people had this narrative that it was a guy she met off a dating app or something. So I got scared because I met this person off a dating app. But you know, my friend, best friend has my location, my mom had my location, and I had my knife, so I wasn't worried about it. Like, okay, bitch, you're taking me somewhere I don't want to go. You about to get stabbed the fuck up in this bitch. You're going to be bleeding all in your motherfucking bins if you fuck around. So I think he noticed my tense energy because I'm like, where are we going? He's like, oh, I just wanted to go get a liquor store, go to the liquor store so we could get a bottle. And I said, why would we need to get a bottle if we're going to the restaurant and they serve drinks? I'm a person of logic. Why? He's like, oh, because... You know, normally if a date goes well, you know, figure maybe you could come back to my place and chill. No, 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 no. Who would even told you? So, like, my eyes kind of did that thing and I had the facial expression. And he's like, oh, wow. Well, I'll just head straight to the restaurant. So, we head straight to the restaurant and we sit down, we're eating. The conversation seemed to be going good. Um, he seemed a little standoffish at first, like he was mad about me not being interested in wanting to go back to his place. Um, but I think he's just used to women throwing himself at him because he's always talking about how all these women react about him. And I mean, it's like, nigga, 
yeah, on paper, you look good, but I'm not about to sweat you or gas you up. Like, I don't give a fuck, because just how you have a lot of things to bring to the table, so do I. So, we ended up having a conversation, like, about being a good person. And I don't know, if you guys have ever listened to that episode that I have, that's called I Don't Like You. That's a pet peeve of mine when people say that they're a good person. So, to make that debate as short and brief as possible, he wanted to debate me on why I think that that's a crock of bullshit. And he asked me, are you a good person? And I said, absolutely not. It all depends on what day it is or what I'm feeling like. Yeah, then I'm a good person. I said, for me to sit across from you and tell you that I'm a good person all the time, that's a lie. And I don't believe in lying. I say mean things sometimes when I'm mad. People piss me off. Um, I can be a jerk. Um, I've stole out of a store before. Um, Sometimes I think of how I could get away with certain crimes. So no, I'm not a good good person Um, all the time. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm a person of integrity. The people that I care about, the people in my circle, I don't lie to them. I do do good by people. I try to treat everybody with respect. But yeah, some days I am an awful fucking person. Let's just be real. I am not good every day. He wanted to keep telling me he was good every day. It's like, nigga, you're, you're aggravating me because cut the bullshit and you, there's no way you're good every day. I asked him, has he ever cheated before? He said, yes. Then you're not a good person. You've cheated before. Get the fuck out of here. Like, stop. So anyways, um, yeah, um, he didn't like that. And, um, so basically after that date, yeah, he checked on me to make sure that I got home safe. And then I never reached out to him again. I ghosted him and he never reached out to me either. So maybe we ghosted each other. Um, yeah. I realized that I missed the highlight. Yeah. I would say that he was my favorite nigga out of all the dating or experiences or exchanging numbers with people or whatever. Um, he was my favorite nigga that went nowhere. And I know people are like, if you're listening, like, huh? Let me explain. So I started following him on Instagram and I instantly had the biggest crush. It was like one of those they suggested that you follow this person and I did. And I legit had a plan in my head that I was going to slide in his DMs one day and be brave like I discussed it with my best friend. And the universe worked its way in a, however it did it and he actually ended up um DM and me. What happened was I posted how a first date as a walk in the park would be good and that I would love something like that and I hadn't been on a date in a while. So he slid in my DMs and was like oh well with a woman that looks like you, you know, you might want to be careful. I hope that you're not going to go on a date, you know, like at nighttime. hopefully it's during the day and be safe. And so I'm like Oh my God, like, I screamed, I I like, of course I left him on scene so he probably was nervous, but it wasn't because like, oh, I didn't want to respond, I had to call my best friend and scream, I was mad, excited, 
I was just glad that he beat me to the punch and it made it easier for me. So I didn't, I mean, I'm just like, I was acting like it was a celebrity, okay? Um, anyway, we were talking. Um, he invited me to um, a cookout one day that one of his friends was having. And that's how we met each other for the first time. Um, he was very transparent. Like, he told me we had some other interesting moments but y'all ain't getting out of tea anyway he told me from jump like I like you and I vibe with you I think you're dope we can just date casually because I don't I want to have kids and I don't have any kids and you made it clear you don't want anymore and you have your tubes tied so I wouldn't enter a serious relationship with you but we definitely can date so, um, I was really open to that because I really liked him. I'm sorry. Um, so, literally, maybe two months later, a blast from his past popped up and he took a paternity test and he found out he was a dad. And I naturally fell back and let him adjust. We still text each other and do check-ins and um, I'm still obsessed with him. Let's be clear. He doesn't know this though, but yeah, he's awesome. So yeah, that was that was like another highlight. But yeah, I had several dubs. As you can see, like it was extremely um ghetto, very ghetto. So um I hope y'all enjoyed my story times and I guess now it's time for me to give single ladies, you know, just a few tips to keep in mind based on my observations and what I went through in my first year of dating. Number one, men don't know what they want even more so than women. So do not stick around and entertain any man who isn't sure about you. Um, it shouldn't even be a question. Like either you is or you ain't. Like that's the way you have to look at these guys. Like either you for me or you not. There's, there's no in between. Um, two, don't ask them on dates. Please don't ever. Don't be like me. I know you see shit on social media convincing you to shoot your shot or don't wait on him to make a first move. Sis, don't do it. I'm not even an ugly girl. I got my shit together. And they still wouldn't take me up on an offer. I think they like broke bitches, to be completely honest. Um, number three, um, the quickest way to weed out who's real and who's for play is to tell them up front that you want to be courted. Um... They're not interested in courting you at least 90% of the time. They just want to FaceTime, they want to text, or invite you over to their house. That's like the biggest one. And I'm just speaking on men in Massachusetts as that's the demographic that I have been exposed to. I've consulted with plenty other single women and this is fact. So any man that's listening to this, you want to debate me, I'll fucking invite you on here. We could go back and forth all motherfucking day. Um, number four, I don't care how much you're feeling them, don't make them think that they're special. Don't make them think he's special, sis. They take it for granted and they start showing their ass. Number five, real simple. They be caught up on their exes too. Don't let them fool you. They're just better at masking it. Um, number six, if you keep it real with them about seeing other people and they use it against you, please run. In that moment, that man is manipulating you and he is gaslighting and 
Trust me, these men always got someone in the cut because they hate being alone more than we do. I'm telling you, I'm telling you girls. If he's handsome especially, don't believe him when he claims he has no bitches because there is someone. Men don't go on a drought like us. Like for instance, I'm on a drought right now, I really am. Um, and they can't out stubborn us. Like, so that's why when they're quick to make jokes about, oh, you know, you'll grow old and alone and you'll be a lady with cats. Yep, that is true for some of us women, we will be. And that's because some of us are fucking tired and we're not going to settle and we will die alone. Black men ain't trying to die alone. They always end up choosing somebody somewhere, okay? So again, don't fall for that okie doke that they on a drought because they don't be on a drought. Not the ones in Massachusetts. Now, somebody else might be on a legit drought. I don't know, but they be lying. Um, number seven, set boundaries. Set boundaries. Set boundaries. Set boundaries. Set boundaries. Set boundaries. It's honestly the only remedy to avoid being mishandled. And don't let none of these men mishandle you while you out here dating. Here's a unique one. Don't let them convince you that they like peace or that this whole uh, be my peace. All 2021, I experimentally, like, I don't even know if that's a word, but basically as an experiment, I remained calm. I talked things through with men. I didn't trip about stuff. I didn't nag them. I didn't complain. I didn't overly call or text knew when to fall back, didn't ask too many questions, and they still weren't impressed, sister girls. Basically, that's not the key to their heart. So don't believe social media. Don't believe them when they post those memes. They're lying. I think they secretly like problematic women. I learned that from... Also, um, another tip within this tip is be cool with some of them that have girlfriends and see how they talk about the woman that they're in a relationship with. And they complain about people and they, and they stay with them. They're no different from us. And they'll say this person, this woman was nagging them and this, and they will stay. Again, I think they secretly like problematic women or women with grievances. They like toxicity too, sister girls. And I don't think I was toxic enough in 2021, what day in? No, I, I wasn't. I think um, we are on number nine now, um, which is don't overshare um, when you're in these dating stages, especially in the early stages, because um, these men, they'll act like they're digging your transparency, but it really be falling on deaf ears, and they don't care about your sob story. Sometimes they don't care about what you've been through. Also, letting people know what you've been through. And logically, I think the way women work, you know, if someone's telling you something like that, that, you know, they've been through some things, you would think that a normal response to that would be for this person to not do the exact same thing that you told them you've been through. But I don't think that it registers that way for them. So especially when it comes in regards to your pain or maybe how you've been hurt. Um, yeah, don't even bother. Don't even bother. Like, be really brief with that. Like, you know, my last relationship ended, you know, because, you know, I 
wasn't valued or I wasn't appreciated and I decided that um, the relationship didn't no longer serve me and I moved forward. Like, be mad brief. Don't give details about this sob story and how it made you feel and how painful it was for you. Save that shit for your therapist. Save that shit for your best friend, maybe your mama, maybe you got an aunt or grandmother. Don't tell them niggas that. They really don't care and they're not fragile or gentle or genuinely empathetic um, in my opinion. Um, I think this might be my last one. I had something else but I can't remember but this is the biggest lesson I would say I learned in dating is never think it's you when these situations don't work out. Don't blame yourself. Don't you dare think of ways to change. Don't believe them when they tell you that you'll never find a man if you don't change X, Y, and Z about you. Um, don't seek men out for clarity or to answer questions about you in the moments that you may be unsure about things. Reach out to your inner circle or get a therapist, I'm gonna keep saying that, to point you in the right direction. There is somebody for everybody. And I know that that saying sounds cliche, but it's the truth. If Remy's ma, I'm called her Remy's ma, Remy ma and her thug ass can get Papoose to worship the ground that she walks on and treat her like a king, a queen, See, I, don't, I think that was a Freudian slip with me calling her king instead of queen because, you know, she's like the epitome of masculine energy. Like, I've been accused of having masculine energy, but now she takes the cake. Anyway, back to the original point because I fuck with Remy Ma. I don't got a problem with her. Um, Papoose worships the ground she walks on. He treats her like a queen. He values her. He respects her and loves her unconditionally. So, again, there's hope for you. Um, and I guess this one also ties into that one when I'm saying those times that you that you might feel unsure like when someone's mishandling you and you don't like it and you let them know that you don't and if they don't respond well get yeah get that dude out of here and don't let nobody mishandle you I don't care how small or how big it is don't let anybody change your perception of what you define as being mishandled because it's different from everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Um, the bottom line is this. Don't settle. Don't chase. Date them all if you have to. And until your person shows up, you just better be good at saying a bunch of goodbyes because a lot of these men ain't meant to stay in your life. They're not your person. Be choosy about who you pick to do life with. Not getting any um, younger ladies and there ain't too much room for error. So as this episode is titled, you know, I can close this out with saying, you know, a bunch of hellos are bound to turn into goodbyes as far as dating. And um, thank you for listening. And I'm out.